Welcome to our midweek Bible study right here at Liberty Christian Church International, where our motto is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. As we prepare our hearts and minds to hear what thus saith the Lord and to learn of God and learn his word, I'm going to ask you that you, uh, that you grab your pen, grab your papers, um, grab something the right way, grab your Bible most definitely. Um, do me a favor, if you're on show, social media, go ahead and share this, like this. Let somebody know that you have joined us on this evening. Invite somebody in. It's word time. Um, I'm so excited about this evening. Amen. I'm always excited to be able to teach the word of God. There is power in learning and putting the application of the word of God. Um, we're learning principles to, for kingdom building and kingdom excellence as kingdom citizens. Amen. And so um, on this evening, we just want to make sure that we all are partakers of this, this anointing, this power, this, this plan that God has for your life. Um, once again, do me a favor. Go ahead and share this with somebody. Go ahead and invite somebody in to join you. Um, we're going to open up with a word of prayer real quick. Uh, if you're online, once again, go ahead and share this for me. We're gonna have uh, we're we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight on this evening. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, God, for this time. We thank you, God, for this opportunity. We thank you, God, for your power, your anointing, your favor, your grace, and your mercy towards our life. We thank you, God, for giving us the opportunity to wake up this morning. Uh, some did not wake up this morning, God, and we thank you, God, that you did allow us to wake up this morning. But even as you allowed us to wake up this morning, a lot of us have fallen short of your glory on today, God. So, God, right now we ask you to forgive us of our sins, sins of admission and sins of omission. God, we ask right now that you cast those sins into the sea of forgiveness, never to be remembered again, God. We repent with an open heart, with a loving heart, with a righteous heart with a heart to serve you diligently, God. So, God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, God. Now, God, as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship or to hear the word, we know your word declares to study to show thyselves, approve the workmen who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. So, God, give, our, give us clarity to hear. Give us the ability to see properly. Give us the ability to discern properly. Give us the ability to dissect your word properly so that we can be better kingdom citizens, so that we can advance the kingdom of God. For your word declares that the kingdom of God suffers violent and a violent take it by force. So God, right now, take this your humble servant and break me down and build me back up so that your people will see none of me, but they will see all of thee. Hide me behind your cross, O Lord. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are my strength and my redeemer. You are my joy and you are my peace. You are my comfort. You are my God and you are my everything. So I worship you in spirit and in truth, God. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Do me a favor real quick. Lift up your Bibles. Lift up your cell phones. Lift up whatever you may have. And we're going to make our Bible declaration. I told you we're going to be on time from here on out and making sure that we get in and out of here on time. Amen. And so if you have your Bibles, lift up your Bibles, your cell phones, whatever it may be, and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for your life. 
Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Listen, we have been dealing with this theme and this mindset of becoming a, a, a better kingdom citizen or, or uh, operating in excellence and walking in kingdom excellence as a kingdom citizen. We understand that we all have dual citizenship, um, whether it's in the country that you live in, wherever you're at right now. But as a child of God, we also have uh, citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And because we have citizenship in the kingdom of heaven, there are certain ways, there are certain mindsets, there are certain things that we're supposed to operate and live by. Uh, there are certain principles, there are certain places and opportunities that we're supposed to be able to share the gospel, share with the gospel, uh, help people understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, we're supposed to bring to remembrance, uh, we're supposed to allow the Holy Spirit to bring to our remembrance all things that we've seen and heard, but we're most importantly supposed to make dynamic disciples of all men, amen, all men and women, all children, all boys, all girls. We're supposed to make dynamic disciples of them so that it can be reciprocated through each generation, through each culture. Uh, we're, we're supposed to do that because the Bible declares that Jesus Christ would not return until at least every man has had the opportunity of hearing of the word of God. Amen. So this evening, last week we dealt with, I'm, I'm going to tell you, last week we dealt with daring to be different. Amen. And we dealt with uh, uh, a lot of things and a lot of scripture dealing with how we can be different as kingdom citizens. So on this evening, I want to step a little bit further and I want you to uh, consider this question. Can people see what you hear? Can people see what you hear? Uh, some of you might be saying, well, what do you mean, Pastor? Can people see what I'm hearing? That means on Sunday morning when you're in your worship time, are you living Monday through Saturday uh, a life that is displaying what you've heard in the preach word, your, your private time of worship, your private time of consecrating and talking to God? Are, are people seeing this life manifest that you claim that you have this worship time that you claim that you have, are people seeing this uh, in your everyday walk? Are people seeing this in your everyday talk, in your communication with your friends, in your communication with your co-workers, in the communication that you have even with people that you don't agree with? Are they seeing this life of a Christian that you proclaim to be on Sunday morning? Are they seeing this when you walk? Are they seeing in your, in your boardroom meetings? Are they seeing this in school when you're uh, dealing with other students? Are they seeing this when you're dealing with people who may not be as uh, likable as you think they should be. Are people seeing what you're hearing? I, 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 I need you to grab some paper. I need you to make sure that you have all of this because we have a lot of scripture to deal with this because this lesson calls for a real honest approach on our part. It, it, it really is going to challenge you to simply identify areas of weakness that you may have, areas of, uh, of concern that you may have so that you can be a better Christian and walk this life as a kingdom citizen, advancing the kingdom assignment and the kingdom mandate on your life. Why? Because it is similar to being at a uh, at a communion service when we receive God's sac the sacraments of Jesus Christ, and and just prior to being served the bread and the wine, we ask what? Do yourself a self examination to see to make sure that uh, that you are not drinking or eating to damnation. Amen. 
So this self-examination is important because there are some things that only you can do for guess what? You. There are some things there are only some things that you can that you know about yourself that are causing you to fall short of the glory that are causing you not to be uh, the best you can be as a kingdom citizen. I can't tell you everything that you do. Uh, the person next to you can't tell you everything that you do or everything that you think. But you can do a self-examination and identify these areas of your life that that you struggle in, these areas of your life where you need deliverance or you need God's supernatural to uh, super to sit on your natural. Amen. So make sure you got your paper. Make sure you got uh, your things so that you can get through this with me on the other end. See, my responsibility as the pastor is to administer the communion and your responsibility as the uh, as the man or woman of God is to eat or drink not unto damnation. Uh, if you look at 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter the uh, and the 28th verse, it says this. Amen. Um, uh, uh, we're we're going to look at this. Um, First Corinthians, excuse me. I'm trying to make sure I got it pulled up. It says this, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Amen. Verse number 29 says this, for he who eats and drinks uh, in an unworthy, in an unworthy what manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Uh, uh, when you, so when you're understanding that, there, there is another criteria that you have to uh, deal with and understand about um, being a kingdom citizen and uh, this, this mindset and this question of uh, do people see what you hear? Do, can you can you see what I hear? Can you see what I hear? These are the questions that I need you to ask yourself. We're going to get to some more stuff. See, um, when we understand that this, that there, that there is another critical area of personal responsibility for the believer, and that is what he or she does with what? The word of God that he or she receives. Too often, one, one thing that we too often see with, uh, with, with Christians is that you come to church, you have a great emotional high, you get a great emotional feel, you get a great emotional service, but you can't remember the scripture that you heard in the service. You you might uh, you might have enjoyed it right then and there. You might have said, God, uh, pastor preached an amazing word about repentance, but what are the scriptures that pastor talked about when he dealt with repentance? Are you writing those scriptures down? Are you are you studying those scriptures just like the, the word says to study to show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. Are you studying? Are you intaking it? Are you having a daily digestion of what you're hearing on a consistent basis? Or are you allowing what the world is feeding you to have dominion and authority over how you operate? Are people seeing from you this mindset and this mandate based upon what you're eating of the most? Amen? What you're, what you're digesting the most. Um, and, and so now we, we got to really examine ourselves to figure it out and understand where do we need to change our behavior? What do we need to do to be more consistent as Christians? What is it that we need to do to be more consistent in the body of Christ? And a lot of it is, has a real root in what is it that you are feeding your ear gates? What are you, what are you allowing your eyes to take in? Because 
because the it, the eyes are the, the 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 gateway to the soul. And so now also the Bible says that faith come by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. You know that we've been dealing with faith with the prayer shift series these last couple of weeks. But if I'm not hearing things that are building my faith, if I'm not hearing things that are properly uh, 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 helping me out to, to, to see my destiny in God, if I'm not hearing the things that are properly uh, calling me forth into this life, then, uh, then what I am hearing is things that are causing death in my life. Amen. So now we got to make sure and identify just what it is that we're hearing. But, but, but see, it sounds strange, but it's a very important question to consider and answer with honesty. What are you hearing? Uh, what are people seeing that you're hearing? Amen. So Jesus made a statement in scripture, man shall not what? Live by bread alone. Let's look at that scripture real quick. If you open up your Bibles to Matthew, the fourth chapter, looking at the fourth verse, we go, I'm giving you a lot of, lot of scripture and I'm hoping that you're writing this down because I need you to become a student of the word tonight. This is not one of those feel good messages where I'm a, I'm, I'm a jump and shout, but I really need you to begin to digest what you're hearing. Once again, Matthew 4 and 4 says this, but he answered and said, it is written, who said this? Jesus, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from who? The mouth of God. Jesus made this statement. Why? This was that time where he was standing at the top of the mountain and he was dealing with Satan and Satan's temptation and Satan was trying to come against him. And this was a point where he had fasted and prayed for 40 days and in this process, Satan said, uh, told him to turn the rocks into bread. And Jesus knew what Satan was trying to do, but he he fought what Satan was trying to do with the word of God. He said, no, I, I, I see what you're trying to do, Satan. You're trying to play on a weakness in me, but let me tell you what my father said. Let me tell you what was written since the foundations of the world. I've been talking about this scripture all day today. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. So now we understand that Jesus had his own word on the inside of him to counter what the enemy was trying to say to him. Too often times in our life, we miss the mark of being able to counter what the enemy is saying to us, counter what the word is saying to us. I mean, what the world is saying to us, counter what the, what, what the negative things that are being said to us in our life, because we don't have a foundation rooted and grounded in the word. Amen. So now we got to begin to feast on what the word says. If it says that man shall not live by bread alone, we know that we have to begin to digest just what this says right here more than what this says right here on Facebook. More than what this says on Instagram, more than what this says on Twitter, more than what you see on BET, more than what you see on your TV shows that you're watching. Are you spending adequate time with God in the word? The only way you can build on a relationship with God is to know what God says about you, to know what God declares about you, to know what God declares about the world, to know what God declares in scripture about the coming times. Because there's going to be a time that comes that it deals with in Revelations where we, where we have to know the signs and the marks and the sounds of the trumpet and the sounds of things that are happening in order to be better prepared as kingdom citizens to advance the kingdom agenda of God. 
Somebody got to say, I, I, I need to hear better what, what God is saying. Because he, he also states in this scripture, in Luke 4 and 4, I need you to see this. Uh, uh, let me, matter of fact, not, I'm not getting ready to jump there real quick. But John 14 and 15, we got to realize that he also states that the way to demonstrate love to God is to do what? Keep his commandments. John 14 and 15 says this, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. Well, how do we know what his commandments are? Yeah, because it's written right in here. It's written right in scripture. He said, that word have I hid in your heart that you may not sin against me. But if we say that we love God and we're constantly operating outside of what God says, do we really love God? Do we really love, well, love his word? Do we really love the fact that he died for us? Or are we taking a simple opportunity to accept him as our Lord and Savior, but missing the mark of holding up a banner and a standard for what he called us into? He said, I called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. But if you don't know that, you will wander around in darkness because you're, you feel like you're not free. But the Bible declares that whom the sun sets free is truly free what indeed our, our scripture right here at liberty second corinthians 3 and 17 says where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty but if i don't know that i'm if the, that the holy spirit is operating in me then i cannot identify that i should be walking in liberty amen and if i'm walking in liberty you're walking in liberty this is the person that you need to be displaying to the world that even in your situation, you are walking in liberty. Even when you get knocked down, you're still walking in liberty. Even when it seems like the enemy has you bound, you are still set free. So are you walking or are people hearing or are people seeing what you're hearing? Now, 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 you got to take this examination and you got to really say to yourself, am I displaying what the word of God has been saying about my life? Am I displaying what, what I just heard Sunday when, when, when pastor, when, when I preached about faith, are you operating in faith this week? Did you make it your business to pray by faith this week? Did you make it your business to go back and look at Hebrews 11, the first through the 12th verse that I've been preaching about the last two weeks? Are you operating in a mindset where you are, are being the example of what you're hearing? Are you, are you being an example of what you're hearing from God? Or are you being an example of what you're hearing on your radio in your car? Are you being the example of what you're hearing on your TV at home? Are you allowing what you show everybody to be based off of a vision that's being told? Yeah, somebody missed, just missed that. Are you operating off of a television? Yeah. Are you operating based upon the ratchet stuff that you're watching? Are you operating based upon those things? Are you allowing that to feed you more than what the word of God is doing? You can't because too often, and, I, and, and I'm dealing with somebody right now, too often do the, does the church have to go back each and every, la each and every week and re or, or pray for somebody to be re-delivered because that once they get delivered at the altar, they go home and then they feed themselves with the same diet 
all over again. So when they get back to church again, they're like, I, I'm not, Pastor, I'm not delivered. What, what happened? Well, what is it that you're eating and what is it that you're displaying that's causing that relapse every time? Or are you allowing yourself to, to when you get ready to go through again, to feast on the word of God? Are you saying to yourself that the just shall live by faith? Are you saying to yourself that a just man falls seven times, but he still got up? Are you saying to yourself the wages of sin is death, so I got to make a conscious effort not to sin in my life? Even when I fall, God, I fell short of your glory and I need to get back up. Are you still, are you repeating what the word of God says because his promises are yea and amen? Are you continuously feasting on what his word says? When you, when you, when, when, when you're dealing with being, un, uh, uh, your mind is unstable. Are you dealing with scriptures that bring your mind back into alignment with the word of God? Your ways are not my ways, God. Your thoughts are not my thoughts, God. So align my mind up with your thoughts. Or are you constantly just feeding it more negativity? Do you make that phone call to that person that's going to keep feeding you negativity? Do you pick up that cell phone? When was the last time you turned off your cell phone for two or three days and only took emergency calls or calls from your children, calls from your spouse, calls from your job, but cut everybody else out of your ear gates and got into the word of God, whether you had to listen to it on the Bible app, whether you had to pull it up on YouTube, whether you had to find scripture or, or, or do a research on Google, because see, right now it's Christmas and we search everything else out except Jesus Christ. You can you can search out what you need to buy on Amazon. You can search out what gifts you need to get. But when have you when are you researching out what scriptures God are not going to send me down that same cycle that I've been for the rest, been in my life over the last two, three, four, five years? What are you doing to change what you're hearing? Amen. See, so 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 now when we deal with this, um. We realize this, for much of what Jesus says in scriptures, you get the impression that Jesus is definitely not impressed with, guess what, mere words out of his people. Jesus is not just impressed with you knowing scripture. He, it, actions in this thing it is what really gets his attention. Actions behind it. And, and so now I need you to look at Luke, the sixth chapter. Uh, yeah, Luke, the sixth chapter. I'm, I'm trying to uh, go through this. Uh, matter of fact, I need you to go back to John 14 and 23. I missed this. This was the one I needed earlier. But it says this. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, guess what? He will keep my word. And my father will what? Love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Man, somebody just missed it. He said, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone does what? Love me. What is the example of love that Jesus said? He will keep my word. How can he keep the word? By reading the word. How can he keep the word? By hearing the word. How can he keep the word? By reciting the word, repeating. You remember when you was in elementary school, the way that you learned how to write was what? Trace, copy, recall. Yeah, maybe I may be dating some people with that one right there. But the first thing the teacher had you do was to trace the word that they wanted you to learn how to spell. 
Right after that, it became a process of copying it. You, you remember the little, the, the, the word had the little dotted lines all the way around it. The, each letter had the little dotted lines around it. So you copied it. But then the teacher had you do something very important. You usually folded that last, that last column over so that you could not see it. And what did the teacher have you to do? Recall what you had already traced and copied. Too often times do we miss that principle when we're dealing with the word of God. We open up the Bible. Pastor says open it up to uh, Psalms 23. We open up the Bible to Psalms 23. We put it down. We'll even highlight it. We'll read it with the pastor. But for the rest of the week, you'll never go back to Psalms 23 about anything. So we're, we, we, we go through the tracing part because we're, we're reciting it with the pastor on Sunday. But we're missing the copy part. We're missing the recall part because the recall is the application in your life. Yeah, when you're coming up in that week and somebody is attacking you and, and, and you're supposed to be able to go back and say, God, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But if we're not recalling the word, if we're not applying the word, we're stuck at leaving it right where we heard it at on Sunday. Half of our Bibles are sitting in the back of your cars. Half of your phones see, have every other app open except the Bible app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we, we going to be technical about this. He said, my, he said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. He will keep my word. He will hold it to him. He will operate under it. He will use it in his life. And guess what? Because he kept my word and my father will love him. Yeah. And we, and we, and we will. And we will come to him and guess what? Make our home with him. How does he make his home with you? By keeping his word. Somebody need to underline that in their Bible. Somebody need to put that somewhere. He makes his home with me because I'm keeping his word in my life. He's making his home with me because I'm keeping his word in my mouth. He's making his home with me because I'm, I'm studying his word. Yeah, I, I don't want to serve a God who has left my life, left my home, and I'm only bringing him in when I'm in trouble. I want a God that, that, that is there with me, that is there with me when I'm going in my good, when I'm also in my bad, when I'm also unsure of myself, when I'm also dealing with my kids' issues, when I'm also dealing with relationship issues, when I'm also dealing with job issues. I want the God that has watched me from the beginning, that has been with me to this point, to continue to walk with me with each place in my life. Somebody say, I got to hear a little bit better. I got to hear a little bit better. Because understand this. Luke 6 and 46 says this. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and guess what? And not do the things which I say. See what I mean? We, we, we got so many people who are happy to walk around with a cross on their neck, happy to say they joined the church, happy to say they're part of a ministry, but they live in their life outside of what God has called you to. 
He said, but why do you call me Lord? If I'm your Lord of your life, if I'm the Lord of your heart, if I'm the Lord of your situation, if I'm the Lord over your household, if I'm the Lord over your children, if I'm the Lord over your mind, and he says, and do not do the things which I say. That, that means he's not Lord. Yeah, it, it means that you've given him a title, but you haven't given him access. You haven't given him access. Not that he does not want access, but he said, and do, and be, how can you keep saying, Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Well, Lord, what did you say? When is the last time you picked up your Bible and read? Yeah, when, when, when was the last time you picked up my word and read what I said about how you should live, about what you should do, that you should guard your heart with all diligence? Well, God, I just can't. Yeah, but, but are you listening to what I said? Half of us don't know what he's saying because we won't read what he said. If you're not good at reading, I'm not knocking anybody. Every Bible app right now has a place where you can listen to the word. He said, faith comes by hearing. I can do what God said because I hear what his word says. So now, your prayer time. I told you, when we're dealing with the prayer shift, are, we just dealt with this. Are you, are you operating in faith enough to sit there and say, God, I'm going to sit here until I hear your voice. God, I'm not asking you for anything. I don't need financial blessing. God, I'm, I'm not even worried about right now. What I'm worried about is hearing your word properly in my life. Hearing your voice properly in my life. Too many people get caught up in cults and get caught up in false religions because they're not, they don't, they, uh, they take the word of the pastor or whoever is the head of something more than they take the word of this. And you think because he smiles or she smiles or, or whatever it may be that everything they say is right. I challenge you every week, every time that I open up this word, not to believe what Pastor Thomas says, but go into the word of God and listen and read the word of God for yourself. I don't stand up here with scripture after scripture written down or put on the screens just so that you can hear what I say. Because I'm fallible. I'm not a perfect man, but the word is perfect. The word has been perfected. So if it says it in the word, I got to stand by it, no matter how my emotions feel, no matter how uh, uh, my friends feel. There comes a point in life where you have to stand on what the word of God says. Even when it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. See, see, everybody wants a religion and wants a relationship with God that, that's just comfortable. But what did I say Sunday? Comfort is the brother of laziness. Comfort is the enemy of purpose. Comfort is the enemy of progress. And if you're not ingesting what the word of God said and you're not being stretched, how can you move and operate in purpose? If you're not allowing yourself to be stretched and challenged in those areas of your life that you know you're weak, it should feel uncomfortable when scripture is being read to you. 
If that if that's the area of your life that you're weak in, it should convict your spirit. We're not we're not charged to just give you a flattering word that's going to make you jump up, that's going to make you run up and down the aisle and shout every Sunday. But we are challenged and we are commissioned to give you a word that's going to be life changing, that's going to set your captives free, that's going to deliver some people from the hand of the enemy, that's going to break bondages, that's going to break generational curses, that's going to break stereotypes in your life, that's going to set you free because the Bible said whom the sun sets free is free indeed so it's my charge as your pastor it's my charge as the man as a man of god it's is every pastor's job out here to challenge you in the areas that you're weak in your life the areas that you're operating in sin but it's also your responsibility to hear the word of god to copy the word of god and then to recall the word of god when you face that same challenge one more time yeah, we, we, we got to get back into a mindset. Yeah, I know people say it was the old church. I know people say that, that they did that back then. But there needs to be some 24-hour lock-ins and shut-ins with some mother, with the new mothers of the church, the, the new bride of Christ, the, the, those that are seeking God diligently and hearing from God and worshiping God and not doing it just for a platform and not doing it just for accolades, but are getting into the face of God and saying, God, I'm here hearing your word right now and I gotta get on my face I gotta repent I gotta intercede I gotta pray and I gotta cover that's the assignment of the body of Christ not to look good on Sunday not to walk in with clean clothes but the filthy spirit yeah I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with something right now I'm dealing I need some people to get get this and understand this. See, the word of God, uh, the scriptures and the Bible, however we choose to refer to it, is essential in the life of the believer. For without the word, we would not have the knowledge we need to live out the expectations of God. How would we know what God expects from us or how would we know that God wants us to live soberly, live righteously and to glorify and, and, and godly if we were if we never received that piece of information? We got to stop only giving the people or stop only wanting to pull out the scriptures that talk about just the blessings of God. No, God said that you should live soberly. He said that you should live righteously. He said in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech thee, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, acceptable and holy, which is your what? Reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody say, I need to hear a little bit more tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, if, if we're in that place, we realize that Jesus clearly indicates the importance of the word in his response to Satan's temptation to have him choose natural or spiritual. Yeah, when we read that scripture in Matthew, it was a choice that either Jesus went and only operated in the natural which would have gave access to Satan because he because if Jesus did not believe that the spiritual was greater, then how could we believe that the spiritual was greater? So now we, we, we see that we see him in this. The sustaining of the spirit of God supersedes, guess what? The sustaining of the natural. 
Yeah, if, if, if you allow your spirit to be fed by God, if you allow your spirit to be uh, held close to God, if you allow your spirit to operate under the word of God, it will supersede anything that the enemy tries to feed you naturally. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this transition process uh, uh, of me trying to change my diet. And I realized that when I stopped eating breads and when I stopped drinking soda, that my body felt better. When I was just eating let I mean greens and and vegetables and and not a whole lot of red meat and not a whole lot of spicy food, my body operated better. That's in the natural. So why would we not think that the same application applies in the spiritual? If I'm going to be spiritual, if I'm going to call myself a son or daughter of the most high, what I'm ingesting can cause me to have spiritual heartburn if it's not the will of God. If it's not the word of God, I've got to deal with spiritual heartburn, spiritual heart attacks, spiritual cataracts. i got to deal with spiritual diabetes because I'm not feeding my spirit the right thing and I'm consuming too much of what the world says, the enemy says, and what the enemy does and it's causing it to distort my life and causing the balance in my life to be offset because of what I'm hearing and what I'm eating and digesting in my life. And once again, I said people are constantly walking back to the cross or walking back to the altar each and every week because they need deliverance for something that they're not really trying to get rid of. They think that it's supposed to be a magical design that you're delivered from it and you can walk right back into it. But if you're not applying the word of God to it, how can you be delivered from it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with somebody on this evening. See, 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 we got to really understand this, that man merely exists by what uh, goes into his, man doesn't merely exist by what goes into his stomach. He lives by what man, let me, let me change that. Man merely exists by what goes into his stomach, but he lives by what goes into his spirit. Yeah, you, you eat and you're, 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 you're going to have life. Your, your body will have nutrition, but until you deal with what you're ingesting in your spirit, will you not realize that you have an opportunity to have life and have it more abundantly? Life and hope eternal. See, so the first question that each of us must answer for ourselves is whether or not we think the word of God, guess what, is as important as Jesus implied it is. And I, I told you this is a self-examination opportunity for you. Do you believe that the word of God is as important as Jesus implied it is? See, our answer to this question is reflective of the real impact that the word has on our lives or the lack of uh, impact that it has on our lives. Is the word important? Or is it just a Sunday fad? Is the word important or is it only good when we're going through trouble? Is the, what is the word important to in your life? I told you this is self-examination. Are, are you only knowledgeable of the word for the accolades? 
so that you can pray in the city square where the Bible says that you shall receive your reward? Or is the word important to you that you can go into your private closet, that you can go into a place where nobody knows you are? And when you begin to pray, you know that God is releasing provisions. You know that God is releasing healing, that God is releasing deliverance, that God is releasing uh, 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 manifestations of his Holy Spirit, that God is performing miracle because you are uh, you are secure and sound in his word, that you're not just praying from a standpoint of what you're asking God. God, uh, to do personally in your life, but you're praying for that person that 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 is going through right now. That you're praying for that person that does not that does not know how to pray. That you're praying for the lowly. That you're praying for the homeless. That you're praying for the lost. That you're praying that God deliver your children. Are you doing what the Word of God said you should be doing? Do your children hear you praying late at night? Do your children hear you praying early in the morning or do they still hear you cussing out their parent, the other parent? Do they still hear you uh, 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 complaining about certain things that God has already told you that you have victory over? Do you hear your parents? Do you do your children hear you praying? Can your children hear what you're reading and listening to? Or can your children see what you're hearing? See, get this. The next question to consider is this. Does format play a part in the credence for what we give to the word? For instance, do you only do you have one level of respect for the spoken word and another level for the written word? Yeah, sometimes we, we think that everything spoken is the word just because it sounds good. Some may feel whatever is written must be honored by what is spoken by a vessel of God like a pastor. But some may feel like the spoken word by the pastor is optional uh, when, when we're trying to figure out what we want to believe. But we should have the mindset and the ability to say, God, I'm, I'm going to line up what the pastor said with what your word said. I said it already. You should never go into Sunday or come out of Sunday service just taking the pastor's word for uh, as 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 uh, as as what uh, a guarantee. You should always open up the word of God in your quiet time. Not wait for Bible study, but on Sunday evening, go over and pull out scripture. Did that did the pastor scripture line up with what he said? The points that he made. What are you doing? See, the truth is the word in any form must be received and obeyed. Israel was accountable for the word they had through oral traditions, as well as what they were later written, what was later written on the, on the scrolls. Jesus gave his positions on the importance of the word. And, and, and I need you to write these scriptures down because we can already look at some more scriptures. I told you this Bible study, we got about 15 more minutes and I may go a little bit longer tonight, but I need you to get this. Jesus gave his position on the importance of the word. Let's look at the positions of some others. Isaiah 40 and 8. Isaiah 40 and 8 says this. Somebody write these down for me uh, or, or type these down in, in on Facebook or Periscope or wherever you may be watching from. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but guess what? The word of our God does what? Stand forever. That, that's self-explanatory. The word, everything else will go away. 
It said the flowers wither, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. Psalms 119 and 11 says this, your word, guess what, have I hid in my heart. Why? That I may not sin against you. How do we hide his word in our heart? We have to study it. We have to learn it. Yeah, the, the next scripture, Psalms 119 and 105 says this, your word is what? A lamp to my feet and a light to my path. A lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It gives me direction. It sets the course of my life in, 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 a, in a direct uh, correlation with what God's destiny and purpose is for my life. Why are so many people wandering around saying, God, who am I supposed to be? Because you won't open up his word and seek him diligently to, find, to hear his answer. The prayer shift says what? We petition God. We wait for the response of God. Then we adjust to what the word, what the word that we heard from God. Then we yearn to hear from him more. We expect to operate in or live in eternity with him. And then we repeat that whole process. So, so, so he said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Matthew 24 and 35 says this. Heaven and earth will pass away. But what again? But my word will not by means pass away. By no, will not, by word, excuse me, will by no means pass away. His word is not going away. People will die. Things will crumble, nations will crumble, societies will crumble, rules of man will crumble, but guess what? God's word will by no means pass away. Romans 1 and 6 says this, among whom you also are called of Jesus. He's calling us to hear his word. He's calling us to apply his word. He's calling us to walk practically in his word in our life. Among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ. How can I be called of Jesus Christ? Because I meditate on his word both day and night. Because I set a standard for my life that says I operate according to him. Let's, let, let's keep going. Ephesians 6 and 7 says this, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. <laughs> my service is as unto the Lord. My goodwill, my good doing. People always like to use this question when you're dealing with somebody that's a sinner that has not given their life to Christ. But I'm a good person. But who are you a good person for? Mm-mm. It says, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord. My good is done as unto the will of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God. Jesus said, when I was homeless, no, he said, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. He didn't say I had to have a phone up taking pictures of me feeding the homeless person. He didn't say I had to have a phone up uh, uh, making sure uh, the person that, that needed clothes, that everybody sees me giving him my shoes. He didn't say that. He said, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. What are we doing as unto the Lord? 
and not to men. I'm not doing it for the accolades of men. I'm not even preaching for Facebook. I'm preaching as unto the Lord. I'm teaching as unto the Lord. I'm doing these things for God because this is what God requires of me to be a good steward, to be a good servant to him. In your daily job, are you doing things, your good service as unto the Lord? Or are you the nasty Christian walking around with your nose up at everybody? Are you the nasty Christian that's cursing on, cursing somebody out on Monday, telling somebody off on Tuesday? Are you uh, just nasty about your, your, your attitude on Wednesday? Are you going in there complaining every Thursday? Are you tired of your job and, and what God is giving you grace to have on Friday? Or are you a person that can walk with good service as unto the Lord? Yeah, it may not be providing what you think you deserve, deserve, but God has never left you nor forsaken you. God has not walked away from you. When you didn't have, God provided for you. When you, did, when you needed, God provided for you. When, you. when you was lost, God still said, that's my child. I'm going to allow them to come back to me. What is going on? Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than what any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart what is his word <laughs> his word is powerful. It didn't say what you say out of your His word is powerful. When you use his word against the enemy, the Bible says at the name of Jesus, demons shall tremble. At the name of Jesus, demons shall flee. At the name of Jesus, healing takes place. At the name of Jesus, souls are delivered. The Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Not your own philosophy, not your own denomination, not your own pretense. He said, if I be lifted up, how is he lifted up? Because I'm, because I'm repeating what he said. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What am I repeating that he said? Uh, I once was young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. What is it that he said? Uh, suffer those to come unto, or uh, suffer the little children not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. What is it that Jesus is saying in your life? Because we got to return back to a place where we're hearing him. John 15 and 3, I, I need you to get this. You are already clean because of the what? Word, which I have spoken to you. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. I'm keep going. John 17 and 17 says this. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is what? Is truth. Whose word? The word of God is truth. Stop listening to these people that are telling you that the word of God isn't true. The word of God confirms itself from Genesis to Revelation. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is your truth. How is it? Because thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. John 5 and 39 says this, you do what? 
Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which what? Testify of me. What testifies of me? His scripture. The scriptures testified of Jesus. That was the problem with the Pharisees and Sadducees. They didn't want to believe that the scriptures confirmed who God was. I mean, who Jesus was. But the Bible says, once again, in John 1 and 1. It's funny that John wrote this. In John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, all of these examples express the importance of the word. What is the level of importance you give the word? That's my question to you tonight. On a scale of one to ten, with ten being the utmost importance, where does the, need, the needle rest in your life? See, get this. Only God can look into your heart and see the place of importance you give his word. I can't do it. I can't tell you if you if God is if his word is important to you. The rest of us can only have some sense of it by guess what? By your actions. If God's word is important to you, your actions should follow. We learned this a couple of weeks ago. Faith without works is what? Is dead. I have to have faith in what his word says. How can I have faith in something that I'm not reading? How can I have faith if I'm not listening? So we have to develop an importance to his word. See, your love for the word will be reflected in your actions. What you do with what you do with what you hear, can, uh, and can you hear what I hear? Or can you see what I hear? What you do with what you hear develops this mindset of, can you see in my life what I am hearing? Those around you will have a pretty good idea of the word you have heard, the word you've believed, and the word you've made your own by the way it is played out in your life day to day. See, you don't got to tell anybody the scripture that you heard. Your life should be a, an example of the scripture that you're hearing. Your life, your function, your daily walk should be an example. And when they come to you, then you can point them towards the scripture. Why is it that something is different about you? So many times do we simply, uh, I don't know, I'm, I, I, I don't know what it is. That, that's our answer. When does our answer change to, it's the word of God that's operating in my life. It's not me, it's the word. It's not me that's doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm flawed. I, I make mistakes. But it is the word of God in my life that is causing this change, that is causing me to walk this way. I'm meditating on his word both day and night. I'm praying without ceasing. I'm walking by faith. I'm living by faith. I'm talking by faith. I'm sowing by faith. It's, it's his word that has done this new thing in me. <laughs> there was a song, uh, uh, I'm not sure who, I can't remember who sung it, that says, a change, a change has come over me. It says, I'm so glad he changed me. Not I'm so glad that I changed me, but I'm so glad that he changed me. See, get this, you have heard the sayings like, talk is cheap and actions speak louder than words. And even the proof is in what? In the pudding. Even the world understands that 
Talk alone is not enough. Amen. James 1, 21 through 25 says this. I'm almost done. I told you, give me, matter of fact, you give me about 10 more minutes and we're going to be out of here. James 1, 21 through 25 says this. Therefore, lay aside all what? Filthiness and overflow of what? Wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted what? Word. Which is able to do what? Save your soul. Verse number 22 says, But the doer of the word and not hearer only, deceiving yourselves, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Verse number 23. Oh, 24. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Mm, mm, mm. I hope, I hope y'all writing that down. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, my God. But he who, I'm going to repeat that. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, the one will be blessed in what he what does. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yeah, yeah, I need you to get this. Get this. My question of the night is also this. What have you done with what you have heard? What have you done also with what you have heard? Is this you? Ask yourself this. I, I, I told you I need you to do a quick survey of, of what you, how you are in your life. I promise you I'm, I'm almost done. From a scale of 1 to 10, measure yourself on this. I hear but I'm quick to forget what I heard. Number two, you, 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 you measuring yourself, you, you giving yourself on a scale from one to 10, each one of these questions, one being the least, 10 being the most. I hear, but I'm quick to forget what I heard. Number two, I hear, but I never do. Number three, I hear, intend to do, but guess what? Never follow through. Number four, I hear and follow through with only minimal consistency. I hear, and number five, I hear and am becoming more and more consistent. Where, where do you grade yourself on each one of those questions? I hear, but I'm becoming more and more consistent. So, so let us finish this off real quick because I, I, I got about four points that I want you to get. And I told you I'm, I'm just about done. Let us end with recognizing why the word of God is so vital to living up to God's expectation. First, the word of God promotes personal growth. First Peter 2 and 2 says this, as newborn babies desire pure milk of what? of the word that you may grow thereby. The word of God promotes growth in your life. It promotes personal growth. Number two, get this. 
The word of God promotes wisdom and builds faith. Second Timothy 3, 14 through 16 says this. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to what? To sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you hear the word of God, it should promote you to operate in wisdom and build your faith in the one that you're hearing from. In the word that you're hearing, it promotes wisdom and builds faith in you. Number three, get this. The word of God promotes liberty and discipline. John 8, 31 and 32 says this. Therefore, I mean, then Jesus said to the Jew, to those Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word and guess what? You are my disciples indeed. Verse number two, 32 says this, and you shall know the what? The truth, and what will it do? And the truth shall make you free. The word of God promotes liberty and discipline. He said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. A disciple operates in discipline based upon the master that he serves and the things that he's been taught from the master. And 32 then says, and you shall know the truth. How do I know the truth? Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. How do you know the truth? In the beginning was the word of God, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So what does that mean? Jesus was the word of God. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the light. If I abide in him, and you, I shall know the truth. Because what? Because I know Jesus. Because I know Jesus, I know the truth. Yeah. Get this. Becoming, showing people what you hear, because you're basing it off of hearing the word of God, will promote light and understanding. Psalms 119 and 130 says this, the entrance of your words give what? Life. Give light. But it also gives understanding to who? The simple. The entrance of your words. When I open up the word of God. When I hear the word of God in my life, the entrance of it, the very beginning of it, gives light to my life. When I'm broken, it builds me up. When I'm hurt, it heals my soul. When I'm lost, it brings me back into the right place. When I need understanding and somebody's left, it holds, he, his word holds me tight. It said it gives understanding to the simple. Get this, my last point is this. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. Yeah. These are they which testify of me. Because hearing the word, applying the word, promotes understanding of why Jesus really is, of who Jesus really is, and the power of God. Yeah. My last scripture for you for this evening 
is Matthew 22 and 29. And Jesus answered and said to them, you are not mistaken, not knowing the scripture, nor the power of God. Correction. You are mistaken. Why are you mistaken? By not knowing the scripture, nor the power of God. Knowing his word promotes understanding of who Jesus really is and the power of God. You got to understand that this life that you live, this life that you proclaim that is pleasing in your that is pleasing in God's sight comes with learning and gaining wisdom and gaining understanding. Jesus said it best, "Lo, I stand at the doorway and knock, and if any man will open up the door and allow me to come in and sup with him." He said, "I'm I'm here." The word of God is living. The word of God is true. The word is God. The word of God is a strong tower. The Bible says the righteous shall run into it and be safe. You can't run into something that you don't know. I told you tonight's message or tonight's Bible study wasn't designed to be a big hoorah message, but it was designed to teach you the word of God. He said, that word have I hid in your heart that I may not sin against you. I opened up with the scripture that says, study to show thyself approved a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. So my prayer on this evening is very simple. If all hearts and minds are full of receiving the word on this evening. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, God, right now that this word that we've studied on this evening will make us better hearers and doers of the word that it will make us better examples of the of who you called us to be in the earth. That we are set apart, that we are a, a royal priesthood, a chosen people. That we are consecrated because of your word. That we no longer have to live bound, but we are set free. That we walk in liberty, that we walk by faith and not by sight. That the spirit of the Lord has set us free. That Jesus came and that he died for us. And God, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that has lacked in any area of studying and understanding your word. We ask God right now that you give them a discipline, that you give them a supernatural desire to yearn after you. Not just because I said it, but because they know their life would be better because of what the word of God says about them. That they are the head of the tail. Let them find the scripture that declares that in their life. Not just because I said it. That they are above and not beneath. Let them hear the scripture that declares that. That they shall be the lender and not the borrower that they shall be virtuous and righteous. Let them seek out your word for their life. That they come to that they come to you, Lord, and ask you, what is it that you would have for me to do? How is it that you would have for me to operate and reveal your word to your babes? From the youngest to the oldest, from the most knowledgeable to those who do not have knowledge of you. For your word declares, for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy is understanding. God, so right now we seek wisdom, we seek knowledge after it. Knowledge is the application of the wisdom that you've given us. 
So God, make this word practical in our lives. Make us better kingdom citizens. Make us better sons and daughters. Make us better fathers and mothers. Make us better mothers and sisters. Make us better co-workers. Make us better friends. God, open up and release into the earth for your word declares in the last days that you would pour out your spirit upon the earth and in those last days old men would see would dream or would have visions and young men would dream dreams god so right now god we ask right now that you release prophetically right now all that you have for your people somebody right now is in need of healing god send them to the scripture that you desire for the healing for their life someone is in need of deliverance right now god send them to the scripture that you need that they need for the deliverance god someone right now is in need of a breakthrough god i'm asking right now god that you supernaturally speak to their heart right now in the in the recesses of their mind right now and lead them to the scripture that you have for their breakthrough someone does not know where their next meal is coming from god i need you to speak to them right now when jesus said uh that when i was hungry you fed me god right now someone is in need of shelter god speak to them right now god someone is in need right now of grace god speak to them what grace is someone is in need of mercy right now god speak to them what mercy is god someone is in need right now of an opportunity to draw closer to you god teach them that you have never left them god or forsaken them bring to their heart god your word god for your word has been hidden in their heart god some of them have been in church all their life but they do not know you god so god right now captivate their atmosphere captivate their mind captivate their spirit right now so that they can draw closer to you God some of them have given themselves over to other gods some of them have given themselves over to other things God but God you declare that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world so bring scripture to their hearts and to their remembrance right now in a supernatural manifestation right now bring that broken person back to the place where they know that you put them on a potter wheel and you picked up the pieces of their life God bring that person that is dealing with hearing loss right now in the name of Jesus touch their ears right right now God so that their ears may be open God to what thus saith the Lord God those people right now that are dealing with sickness and disease in their body God God come back and re reveal to them what your word says so that they can stand by faith right now believing what your word declares someone is in a financial bind right now God but God they need to know that you are their uh that, that you are their source God God that great that a uh, victory lies within you God that you said that you will be their banner of victory that you would be their god of peace god bring back to their remembrance right now not because i say it, god but prophetically touch their hearts right now in the name of jesus with business opportunities with dreams with understanding of vision god bring to their remembrance god who you called them to be when they were such a little child god bring back to their remembrance right now that god this world cannot behold them this world cannot bind them this world cannot set them apart but it is you god who who set us apart in the name of Jesus. God, I declare right now that your heaven's angels, that the fire of God is falling fresh right now in the midst and in the atmosphere of every person dealing with a problem right now in the name of Jesus. That Satan, you have to flee right now because Jesus is entering into the homes right now. That Jesus is entering into the hearts right now of his people. You no longer have the right or 
have the authority to keep them bound right now. I'm calling deliverance right now. I'm calling manifestation right now. I'm calling your anointing to fall fresh right now. I'm calling the opportunities right now to come forth right now in the name of Jesus. Chariots of fire begin to operate because we look behind us and we see that there are more with us than there are with them. So God supernaturally touched the place right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Send your men and women to chase after that lost sheep. For you said if one is lost, you'll leave the 99 and go after the one. I dare somebody right now touch that place in their body that needs healing. God is here. He said touch, uh, touch that place right now. Touch that place. Hallelujah. I see lungs being open right now. People that are dealing with breathing issues. I see lungs being open right now. Hallelujah. I see lungs being open right now. Hallelujah. I see lungs being open right now. Hallelujah. That person who has a COVID test for tomorrow, I see it being declared that is negative right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody is dealing with cancer right now and you're supposed to go see a doctor, but God said, I've already healed it right now. You got to match your faith with what I said. You got to match it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody body is sweating right now and God is saying that I'm, let, I'm releasing you from the disease right now. I'm releasing you from it right now in the name of Jesus somebody's elbow right now hallelujah I see somebody's elbow is by is tightening up and God is saying I'm releasing you right now I'm releasing you from the arthritis in your fingers I'm releasing you right now in the name of Jesus father God hallelujah hallelujah I see it being manifested right now I see angels beginning to work and operate on your life right now hallelujah somebody's been having issues in your marriage right now and God is saying that I'm shifting the atmosphere right now if you just worship me if you just bow down right now, I'm seeing changes right now in the atmosphere. I'm seeing husbands coming back home. I'm seeing that sanctified wives are sanctifying their husbands right now. I see you laying your hand on your husband's head right now, and it is changing the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Touch the place in the bed where he sleeps at right now and begin to declare the word of God over that place right now. Hallelujah. I see it right now in the name of Jesus. I see things shifting right now. I see miracles taking place. I see deliverance taking place. I see healing taking place. I see it manifesting right now, not tomorrow, but right now because your faith is being matched with the word of God. God is putting his word in your mouth right now. He's touching your mouth right now with his word. Somebody touch their belly. I dare you touch your belly and out of your belly flows the, flows the rivers right now. Out of your belly is flowing rivers right now. Hallelujah. I see it right now. You're being delivered right now. You're being set free right now. God he said whom the son sets free is, is free indeed hallelujah I see it manifesting right now in the name of Jesus somebody just worship God lift up your hands I don't care where you are he said lift up your hands O ye gates and be ye lifted up and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the Lord God strong and mighty who is the Lord God strong and mighty in battle there are battles that are being won for you right now angels are warring on your behalf right now it's time to set it free time to set it free it's time to set it free hallelujah that thing you've been holding on he said you are set free let it go let it go let it go I know it's been a comfort to you but let it go hallelujah let it go 
Hallelujah. Let it go. The alcohol. Let it go. Let it go. Put it down right now. Let it go. Let it go. It's calling your name. Let it go. Cry out jesus right now cry out to jesus right now who is the author and the finisher of your faith cry out to jesus right now he is your healer he is your sustainer he died his blood was shed for that for that addiction so that you can be set free from that addiction to alcohol he said let it go right now hallelujah let it go hallelujah let it go let it go yeah, hallelujah. 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 He's setting you free. He's setting you free. He's setting you free. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, you being set free right now. You're being set free right now. Hallelujah. Your mind is being set free. Hallelujah, your mind is being set free. The enemy has been coming and attacking your mind. Hallelujah, the enemy has been attacking your mind in the area of what you're going to do next. You got an eviction notice. Hallelujah, and you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay your rent. Hallelujah, he said, rely. He said, I know your circumstances. I know your situation. I have not left you. I have not forsaken you. He said, I'm here with you. He said, cry out unto me. Hallelujah, cry out unto me. Hallelujah, you, you, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, provisions are being met right now. People are being called into a place right now where they're ready to sow into your life. Hallelujah, God said, I have not left you, nor have I forsaken you. Hallelujah, you declare your victory. Hallelujah, 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 declare your victory. Jehovah Rapha, hallelujah, my banner of victory, hallelujah. He said that your delivery, your, your victory is here. Your victory is at hand. Your victory is here. Your victory is right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Who am I talking to? Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord said, I am here. I've never left you. I've never walked away from you. I never allowed you thought that I was gone, but I'm here right here with you. Hallelujah. I need you to remember my word that I spoke to you when you were seven years old. And remember the word that I said that I performed that I would uh, I would not leave you. He said the word that I spoke to you. Hallelujah. That stands true still to this day. I'm bringing you through this situation in order so that you can stand before me just like the widow woman. I'm bringing the prophet into you your house so the prophet can speak a word in your house so that pro the prophet can cause you to pour your oil out into jars hallelujah the prophet is calling you right now and he's saying that the blessing is right in your own home right now you're missing the mark right now because you're looking around and what you think is minor but he said what i'm getting ready to do with it is getting ready to pour it into 150 jars right now and each one of those jars has value he said i'm taking your anointing that i've given you and i'm telling you to pour it out you You've been holding on to that anointing. You've been holding on to that gift. You've been holding on to the power that God is giving you. But he said, now it's time to pour it out into this season. There's some people that need that anointing. There's somebody who needs the healing because of your words, because of your testimony, because of your speech. And I'm calling it out of you right now. I'm shifting things. I'm causing uh, uh, confusion. I'm causing things to happen so that it can be drawn out of you. But you cannot hold on to it anymore. Let it go. Hallelujah. 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 His spirit is heavy right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Reveal to your babes. Hallelujah. The sons of Issachar were men who knew the signs and the seasons and the times. God is revealing and, re and rededicating and reclaiming those sons of Issachar. Hallelujah. We come against every hand of witchcraft, every hand of sorcery. We come against it right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Just in a place of worship. Just worship. Hallelujah. He inhabits that place. It's just a place of worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you for your people that listened in, that tuned in. Hallelujah. That are in the house, God. I ask you right now, God, that you meet them. Hallelujah. As we close out, God, and we ask, God, that you, that you continue to do a mighty thing on this evening. Hallelujah. That you continue to do a mighty thing on this evening. Hallelujah. That you continue to do a mighty thing on this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's performing miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are with us, and hallelujah. And you say, Pastor, that's me. Reach out to us. Reach out to us. Right now on the bottom of your screen, you should see the, the, the text number for prayer. The text number for you to to, 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 to submit and text it. Text that number prayer and whatever your prayer request is and we will get back to you. Amen. Amen. As we close out, this was not for form, fashion, or show, but this was as unto the Lord. <coughs> Hallelujah. He's healing. He's delivering. He's setting free. But you have to stand on his word. I'm going to leave you, with that, leave you with this as we go in peace. Live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. <laughs>